0: Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of the day's A Life-Changing Message is Identifying What We Really Believe. Last September 2020, We launched our transformational mind renewal course, a five month course with the five steps of radical mind renewal. We're gonna do it again in September of 2021, five month powerful course. It's got our greatest content. We've heard such great testimonies about it. We have a level one and then a level two that's available for people. Level two gives greater connection and community and extra content we hope that some of you and i believe some of you will be a part of the course If you can't wait until then you can find the course on ignitinghopeacademy.thinkific.com and you could take it now but get ready for that but five months five steps radical mind renewal step number one recognizing that our hope level is the indicator of whether we're believing lies or truth. Romans 15:13 says, "Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You boil Romans 15:13 down to its essence is now may the God of hope fill you in believing. The moment we believe truth, we get filled by the God of hope. Increasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with truth instead of lies. Decreasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with lies instead of truth. And really on one level, we're we're renewing our minds right now, whether with lies or truth. Current mind renewal creates future experience. What I renew my mind with today will transform my future. And so we want to make sure that we're renewing our mind with truth. Romans twelve two says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Transformation doesn't come from surrendering our heart or our will it comes from surrendering our beliefs and certainly we need to send surrender our heart and our will to the lord certainly we need to sacrifice our time our money our dreams to the lord but ultimately if we don't renew our minds with something higher than what we are feeling and experiencing then we are most likely just going to perpetuate those feelings and experiences in our lives. And this is where we get into today's topic, identifying what we really believe. That's the second month's emphasis in our Transformational Mind Renewal course. What are the beliefs that are creating the lack of hope? And it's really kind of painful a little bit as I look at what do I actually believe? Because if we want to change our emotions, we can't just fight against negative emotions. We need to go to the root of the negative emotions. What am I believing that's causing this lack of glistening hope, this fear, this worry, This insecurity, feeling less than other people. What's the beliefs? And many times we, at least me personally, I I didn't do that. I, I just, I didn't know why I believed or why I felt the way I did. Now, as we look at sources for negative emotions, and by the way, my wife, Wendy, she wrote the book, Victorious Emotions. Great book. It's got a journal that goes with it. It is a wonderful book. She basically says this, if you want a different emotion, you need a different belief. And so the sources of our negative beliefs, one is what I call or what Jesus calls the traditions of men. In Mark 7:13 he says, "Your traditions have made the word of God of no effect. I remember Bill Johnson, Said once, there's only one thing more powerful than the Word of God. It's the traditions of men. They can neutralize. And the Pharisees had all kinds of traditions in the Gospels that we read about. I wrote a book called Cracks in the Foundation that identifies 43 traditions of men, their scripture verses or Christian sayings that have a measure of truth in them but are often misapplied, misunderstood, and actually create a crack in the faith foundation by making us often fatalistic, passive, and believing everything that happens is God's will. Cracks in the Foundation, powerful book. But another source for the beliefs that create this lack of hope these beliefs that create negative emotions is past experience. When I asked the Lord to show me the lies I was believing, he took a phrase out of Genesis 3.11, where God asked Adam, who told you that you were naked? He took the phrase, who told you that? And began talking to me. I would say, I don't have the gift of healing. He'd say, who told you that? Hmm, let me think about that, Lord. Probably not you. I know who told me that. My past experience told me that. Well, Steve, why do you call yourself by your past experience rather than who I call you? Well, Lord, it's because all the other Christians do it, and I thought I was supposed to, too. (laughs) I would say I don't remember names well. He'd say, who told you that? Say, my past. I'm a disorganized person. Who told you that? My wife. No, it's really my past. He says, Steve, we got a pattern here, don't we? You like to call things by the past. I like to call things by the future. I thought you wanted to be like me. Well, Lord, I thought being like you was just acting like you, not thinking like you. I would say this area is hard for the gospel. Who told you that, Steve? Well, the past. We don't deny the past. We just don't get our beliefs out of the past. And so as I began to take inventory of what I actually believe and as I really became serious and where I targeted my lack of hope as a greater enemy to me than anything the devil's doing, anything in my past that, that I've experienced, anything that people in my life are doing, when I targeted my lack of hope as a bigger problem than all those things, it changed my life and then i say okay what is the belief that's creating this lack of hope maybe i have a the belief that my area is hard for the gospel okay well i don't have hope for my area and that's the belief that i found out. i actually believe that that this area is hard it's not blessed it's what its past says it is it's got poverty in it. It's a poverty area. Well, I actually, okay, I actually take that belief and say, I believe this is an area of poverty. This is an area of, of family dysfunction. And I, I bring that out and say, well, no, that's not what I'm to believe. I don't deny it, but I'm not to believe and create an identity out of it. Because Romans 4.17 says, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that are not as though they are. I'm to call things, I'm to believe things about my region that is going to be greater than its past experience. Because if I only renew my mind with the past, then I'm part of the problem. I've shared with you that in one of the churches that I pastored, the first week I arrive in that city, someone comes and says, Steve, this area is hard for the gospel. I knew if I believed that, I'd become the biggest problem. We can look at relationships. Let's say I don't have great hope for the people in my life. I don't have great hope for the people in my family or or those other people close to me. I realize this, that if I don't have hope for the people in my life, then that belief Is under the influence of a lie and then I've got to say what are the beliefs that are creating that lack of hope well one of the beliefs could be I don't believe my prayers are working for this person another belief could be that they're they're too stubborn (laughs) in their sin or they're wrong to ever change well again that comes back to that I don't believe my prayers are powerful. If they're in my family, then it comes back to that I don't believe I have a covenant with God. Uh, I don't believe what even the jailer heard in Acts 16 when the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household will be saved. And it's just, it's just, it's helpful to say it, to note what I believe. I don't believe my covenant with God's big enough to touch my family. Okay, that's great information. But then when we actually study the word and we see how big our salvation is, then we're gonna get faith that's actually going to cause us to believe for things that we're not seeing, which is really the nature of faith. If I don't believe I've got a great future, for my life, and I'm pessimistic about my future, well, then that belief is under the influence of a lie. Then what is it? What am I really believing? Well, maybe I believe I've messed up too much for God to bless me. Let's Let's analyze that with the new covenant and with who God says I am and what his promises are and how a new covenant person is blessed. Well, then we're going to find out that doesn't line up. Maybe I believe that there's something uniquely wrong with me. That's that's what I believed for a long time. I brought that belief out into the light. There's something uniquely wrong with me. This is what I believe. Well, basically, the Lord said, Steve, hey, I've got good news for you. There's something uniquely wrong with everybody. That's why I sent Jesus. Get over it. So here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. And I believe there's grace on you to do it. Take inventory of where you don't have hope and then ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom and the revelation of the belief that is creating that. Now, if you need some help, I would suggest get my book. Let's just laugh at that. It's a devotional book. It's got 45 uh, kingpin lies and then it has laughable assumptions, five or six underneath it so there's there's about ah, 200 250 lies probably 300 that are in the book and some of the lies that are in here is that that i'm i'm a victim of other people's perceptions of me i actually pulled that belief out and why i was hopeless uh, about myself and future and the amount of future favor that I would have I thought was limited I said well I actually believe I'm a victim of other people's perceptions of me and I realized no I can't believe that and just I believe that a curse was more powerful than a blessing I, be, I brought that out in, into the light well that's that's ridiculous that's not true I cannot change <laughs> believe that I'm a disorganized person. Already covered that that one. I am not evangelistic. I brought that to the light. Yep, that's what I believe. I believe I'm not evangelistic. Well, that I've got Holy Spirit inside me. I began to analyze that belief said, "Nope, can't believe that anymore because that if I'm going to renew my mind with the lie that I'm not evangelistic, I'm going to transform my future into more non-evangelistic, and I'm going to call it my personality or my gift mix. Now, certainly there may be some who who have a specific calling in that area, but I don't want to limit my life by a bad belief. This is powerful. Hey, bless you today. We're talking about identifying what we really believe. We're looking at the areas where we don't have great hope and saying, what's the lie? And then we ask the, the great question beyond it which is what we do in month four of the Transformational Mind Renewal course. What is the truth that's going to make me free, first in my emotions and then in my circumstances? Or put another way, what do I need to believe to have hope in this area of my life? Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministry. Steve Backlin here, and I want to remind you, we are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope, and once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is the confident, joyful expectancy that good is coming. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful, leadership, influential quality there is. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength nehemiah 8:10. i don't need strength at the end of the battle i need strength in the middle of the battle pretty much for everybody listening right now today's not a good day to walk in radical joy <laughs> no i need joy right now i'm a, i'm choosing to walk in radical joy right now i release it start the joy journey if you if you need to stir up the joy start with thanksgiving Start with thanking the Lord for who he is and his goodness and his promises and the things you have and stir up child likeness. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. couple things happening. We just started on the Igniting Hope Academy. Wendy's course, Spirit Living, eight-week course. Then in the summer, my brother Phil and I, who we wrote the book, The Culture of Empowerment Together, with Melissa DeMont, Melissa Amato. And we're having a course starting in June. And we will be, you'll be able to sign up for that course very shortly. Find out about that at ignitinghopeacademy.thinkific.com. Just just do, that's, that's a mouthful, I know. Just do an online search, Igniting Hope Academy, Steve Backlin. You'll get there about three hours a week during the summer. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, winter in the Southern Hemisphere, three hours a week is what we estimate will be what you'll need to do for the course, the culture of empowerment. It's going to be great. It's for Business leaders, it's for parents, it's for nonprofit leaders, it's for church leaders, it's for anybody who wants to increase their positive influence on others. I believe it's going to be uh, one of the best courses we've ever done, and I believe it's going to be one of the best courses, new courses on leadership this year. Culture of Empowerment. Look for that. If you're not signed up for our newsletter at ignitinghope.com, Go there and sign up so you can be aware of all of the things that we do our online courses. We have free, so many free resources on there. Hey, God bless you. Steve Backlin here. Thank you again for listening. If you like these podcasts, I want you to share them with somebody else. Looking forward to being with you again next week.